the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your shaking up host, John Anthony. Live in studio. Um, wow. Just probably six, seven, eight, or well, ten minutes ago, uh, I almost didn't make it. I'm driving on, um, just coming off 355, heading on to 53 North, and this big old truck, um, some guy in a GMC, uh, almost run me off the road on the expressway. Um, now I have what's called EVOC training, emergency vehicle operation. I think it's command. I forget the, what the C um, means, but I'll look it up. And I'm driving, and you know, a lot of people always talked about me while I'm all, why I'm, why am I always driving 10 and 2? Uh, I drive 10 and 2 because just the training, my police training. I, I, I've never stopped. I've always just driven 10 and 2, meaning my hands on the wheel at the 10 and 2, two o'clock hour. Uh, if, I was ju- if I was driving with one hand on the wheel, I, I wouldn't have made it here probably, or I probably would have been gravely injured today um, if I had just one hand on the wheel because uh, as he was coming over, uh, I saw him. I saw him out of my blind spot, and I tried to move over, and when I moved over, I mean, I'm glad I didn't panic because if I had a panicked at any moment, I would have flipped the, tr- the car that I'm driving, the rental car that I'm driving. And it's, and it's a rental car. I would have flipped that car today. And then he just looked at me and laughed and kept driving. People crazy, man. Yeah. And I, I said to myself, I, my, my heart started, I mean, after the fact, you know, after the, after the adrenaline and everything wore off, I said, oh, my God, I almost just died. You know, I mean, dude, it was, I mean, in the moment it was, it was, you know, I had to, you know, get, you know, tunnel vision almost and, and, and be, get back because the car was going side to side. So if you saw somebody, a vehicle traveling northbound on 53 and it was going in and out, of, I mean, I mean, literally, I was, the, the car literally was rocking and I had to get it back down and stable and I'm driving, driving, reduced the speed and just started and then got it back under control. And I mean, that literally now thinking, I mean, it really scared the bejeebies out of me. I'm glad you're still here. We have legally crazy people <sighs> on the street. I'm telling you, that voice you hear is my good friend, my buddy, my pal, Verlon, the troublemaker, uh, Galloway. I mean, that that's like, I'm, I was like, <laughs> I'm still trying to, you know, gather myself, compose myself because, you know, thinking, I, 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 I actually have that dream as a recurring dream every so often that I'm driving and get run off the road and, and the car flips over. 
that's a recurring dream. I have that dream a lot. And when it, as it happened, I was like, Oh, good Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I mean, if you weren't a person of, of faith, anytime somehow Jesus, I said, that's right. exactly, I said, Jesus, no, <laughs> I said, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to correct the vehicle and get the vehicle steady. And, and, um, these people were looking at, they, as they were driving by, they threw up their hands at me. Like, what is he, what is he doing? Pointing at him. What is he doing? I don't know if people thrill seek need for speed. If they get a, you know, they get something out of it, I don't know. But I literally think there are legal, crazy people driving the street. I, I, I believe it's a, it's too many people on some kind of medication. Yeah, yeah. But all I know, man, I was, I was, I'm like, <laughs> dude. I mean, I literally, you, you know, people. I, I've had this happen to me many a times where you know you see your life flash before you. That was one of those moments yeah. today where I literally saw my life flashing before me as I'm driving. And I didn't pull over. I just, I, I, cause I knew I had to get here mm-hmm. cause I was running late to get here. And I'm like, Oh, you know, that could have been really bad, but I want to get right on the show because I, I, um, cause I know he has somewhere else to go. But if you guys know anything about, um, I've, one of the things that I've said on this radio show is that, uh, I believe the most important race in this election cycle is the Illinois Supreme court. And one of the reasons why I believe that is because the Republican have not had the Illinois Supreme Court since 1964. And if you look at everything that has happened, everything that has occurred, the maps, pensions, everything has stopped and stalled at the Illinois Supreme Court. And, you know, when I woke up um, June 29th and I saw, and, and, and throughout the night you, you saw the, the, the trend that um, our next guest, Mark Kern, former sheriff, former prosecutor, uh, somebody who's, I mean, I'm more than qualified to be an Illinois Supreme Court judge, uh, Mark Kern, and then he won it without much money spent, not a lot of fun, fanfare, and he smoked to everybody. He fo- he smoked. Well, who were the who, who was the esta- I mean, some of the people's favorite, um, Judge Shane's. And I, when I looked up, I said, "Wow, this is this is an amazing feat." And I wanted to get him on the show today. And Mark Hearn, welcome back to Black and White. R- right. White. <laughs> John, thank you for having me, buddy. Always great to be with you. Yeah. You know, you and I just got off the phone. And probably 15 minutes after we got off the phone, I almost got into a car accident on my way in. You know? Wow. That, that EVOC yeah, training. I was listening to that. Yeah, that EVOC training, man. It, it yeah. paid off. So, right, exactly. So, Mark, I mean, I, I, I look at, you know, some of the things you've done as, um, you know, you were the gang crime bureau chief. You were a senior prosecutor. You, were con- you, you taught constitutional law. You've been a sheriff. Uh, I think that more than qualifies Mark Kern to be the next Illinois Supreme Court out of the second district. Um, talk to us. Who is Mark Kern and, 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 and how important is it that you win this, this, this um, uh, Supreme Court seat? Well, I think that you know. I mean, it's the choice of me who's, who, who's going to uphold your liberty and understands the Constitution and understands that the rights belong to the people, versus um, the, my opponent, who, who's essentially Cook County transplant, who's given a lot of money to Ed Burke, who's you know staunchly in, embraced all the liberal causes, and uh, so it, it's really a real big difference. But uh, John, I just wanted to say, you know, you're exactly right about uh, the election. So I'll give you a quick story if you want. Yeah, go ahead. uh, With regards to what transpired. So I know you're a person of faith. I really didn't 
aspire to be a Supreme Court justice. I absolutely did not. But I saw what the establishment was doing, and I saw how they were circling the wagons for one candidate. And, I, you know, I thought a lot of it was, you know, Masonic-driven. You know, he's in the Masons. And I just didn't like that. And yeah. I felt prompted to run. And I ran, and I, I raised no money. Um, he had a million dollars, $200,000 from Ken Griffin to spend to get me. Um, I had $10,000. I didn't have a single sign. I didn't, ha- I didn't have a penny for advertising. Wow. Only one precinct committeeman in the five co- relevant counties was willing to take my literature. I didn't have, uh, you know, I, I had everything going against me. And um, three weeks before the election, they spent tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to keep us off the ballot. We weren't on the ballot three weeks before the election. And, and Mark, so we, just let me, we never would have been able to. Let me interrupt you right there. I thought yeah. you were still off the ballot. I'm telling you, I I, I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were still out the ballot, and then yeah. I look and I see your name there, and you're winning. I was, uh, I was like, what the heck is happening yeah. here? You know, I mean, and you well, were able to, to do it. Prayer. Yeah, I went to say a prayer at six o'clock on uh, Tuesday night, and I just the prayer was essentially that Lord, you know, I, I believe that you wanted me to run, and and that's why I did this. But I, you know, so many people have treated me so horribly, and I, I've been so ostracized. And it's going to be an embarrassing night with five percent. I just yes, one thing: allow me to continue to be able to provide for my family. Yeah, and I, I absolutely would thought for sure I'd get about five percent or less. And like you said, we we wound up winning Lake County, we won McHenry County, we won DeKalb County, we came in second in Kendall, and we came in fourth in uh, Kane. Yeah, and so you know it was just it, it was all God. You know, I mean it was a hundred percent. You don't believe. Here's the the crazy thing. A lot of these establishment people, they're so mad that I I I won, and the hardness of their hearts is they can't see that you know essentially it was a miracle. It, I mean, it was it was beyond a miracle. It was like the David and Goliath story. I mean, I mean the the, the stones you picked up, you know, took down the 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 person that they all thought should have won. And you and they and he didn't. Right. And and you know I I, I want to hold you over for the break because I, I know you got to go somewhere. But I just want to say sure, something sure. that I, I want to say something that I think speaks to your character and integrity. Uh, I was talking with John Novarini, and he ha- he thinks the world of you Great by the guy. way. And I, he told me a I story. He told me a story. He said if if and he, you said that if he won, if he if you if he if you stayed off the ballot, you would be with him. Uh, it just speaks to who you are as a person. And I, I think I think people really don't understand the big heart that's Mark Curran. I, I I got a chance to meet you when you were running for U.S. Senate as well, and I, I gotta say, man, you you really are one of the good ones. And uh, I'm I'm hoping and hoping and praying. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure Mark Curran sits on the Illinois Thanks, Supreme John. Court. Uh, but hold the line, Mark. It's and, a Republican map. It is it's a Republican map, John. It is. It really is. Yeah. So hold the line. We're talking with Mark Kern, former sheriff of Lake County, uh, former prosecutor who's now running for the Illinois Supreme Court. He's Verlon, the troublemaker. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. It, so maybe I'm, I'm your host, blind. John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Before the break, we were speaking with a uh, candidate for the Illinois Supreme Court second, uh, Mark Kern, former 
Lake County Sheriff, an all-around good guy. How you doing, Mr. Curran? Well, after- doing great, Mr. Kelly. I'm looking at you on uh, <laughs> on my uh, streaming, and you got a purple. Is it a purple or uh, a shade of blue? Yeah, shade of blue. I'm still in my job uniform. I had to work all last night. But um, after okay. that, after that introduction that that John gave you, you know, I really don't need to ask you too many questions. And then the question that I want to ask you, John pretty much answered half of it. But um, I'm good. After we think alike sometimes, but uh, after hearing your name, I knew who you was. I mean, God had a lot to do with you winning, but you you have name recognition over the over the field. So my question to you was, who did you beat to become the Republican nominee? Okay, so there were three candidates: um, Dan Shane's a judge from Lake County, John Noberini, a judge from uh, Kane County, and Susan Hutchinson, who's an appellate court justice from McHenry County. Oh, that's cool. See, I knew uh, Noverini. I I, re- I really like him, but see, soon as John said your name, I said, "Oh, he's famous." So, <laughs> so I, 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 you you got it, man. Name recognition goes a long way. <laughs> you something else for a lot. <laughs> yeah, but but Mark, you, you know, it, when when you look at 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 What's been what's happened in our state? Um, most almost everything dies at the Illinois Supreme Court, and a lot of it is because there's a lot of judicial activism on the court. Um, why is that a problem, and what and, and and how does that affect the everyday person who really is not really doesn't pay attention much to politics? Um, and, and what will you do to change that? Right. So you know, I, I believe you know, and the backdrop of what I believe is based in natural law. And I'm, as far as interpreting the Constitution, I'd be a strict constructionist, meaning that I'm not going to add to it. And um, ultimately, the problem with with what you're talking about in terms of judicial activism is that people didn't, uh, they vote for for the state rep or the state senator. That's their job is to legislate. It's not for the judiciary to legislate. And when we've had a, a, you know, Democrat majority on the, on the Supreme Court for all these years, you're going to get legislation from the bench. And that's what happened both in the state of Illinois and nationally with the U.S. Supreme Court, which had, uh, you know, um, liberal majorities. Yeah. What issue do you think, what pressing issue do you think is most threatening to, to the Illinois Constitution? Well, uh, you know, you going into this office, what would you, uh, I don't want to say push back against, but strictly reading the Illinois Constitution, would you smite down if it came your way from a left? Uh-oh. <laughs> right. So there's a caveat with regards to what you're able to say as a judicial candidate. You can't say how you would rule. Right. And so I, I can't say how I would rule on any potential legislation. What I see as the biggest threat, I think, uh, in, in going forward is that conscience protection is basically going by the wayside and you know um you look at a lot of it in terms of of just the you know the lgbtqia agenda and what have you there's a lot of people that don't have a problem you know with you know people can live their own lives and what have you but there should be conscience protection and we should be allowed we shouldn't be forced to choose to make a living or to follow our faith and and that's you know what i think is is uh, People feel that that's imminent in this country. Yeah. That um, people of faith are going to have to choose one or the other. They can they can they can follow their faith or they can make a living, but they can't do both. I love you already. 
Oh God! Thank you. The checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> you better give to hey, them. Um, I love you. I love you guys. You're yeah. awesome for what you do. Great show, but Sheriff. Now, I don't think a lot of people, and it's 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 a shame that a lot of people don't understand this term that I'm going to bring up. Due process. How important is it to fight for due process? I don't care what it is. When you look back at at how one person literally controlled this entire state with no pushback from anybody, really, until Darren Bailey stood up and said enough is enough. How important is, it, is due process? And, and can you explain it from a, in a layman's turn of, of just how, how important it is for people to really uh, understand due process for their lives, especially as it comes to government? Right. So um, in the fifth and 14th amendment to the United States constitution, and it's been adopted in the Illinois constitution as well, you have due process of law. And what the word due process means is fundamental fairness. And you're entitled to both fairness procedurally and substantively. So procedurally, um, that would mean that, that, you know, you're, you're given notice as, as to what's going to happen. And then you'll, you'll be able to exert your rights to protect them. And that's life, liberty, uh, property. And so when you take away, you know, what, what's been taken away in Illinois, certainly liberty, um, by telling people that they can't make a living and all the rest, and then not giving them procedural due process where, where you've given them notice and a, and a hearing in advance of trying to do this and what have you, you've relied on, you know, emergency powers forever, which is not their intent. And then, um, once again, I mean, the, the way that it was exercised, it was there wasn't really anything in the way of substantive due process yeah. either. You're told to shut down and lose your uh, business and then potentially lose your, you know, your family's nest egg and everything else without any real due process at all. Yeah. And, 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 and Mark, I want to do two things for you. First thing I want to know, how can people join the campaign if, if, if they're looking to, they want to say, hey, look, we got to win this Supreme Court seat. I want to help Mark Kern. I want to help him financially. I want to help him. Uh, with my time, my heart, and my treasure. Yeah, thanks, John. So we have two uh, uh, URLs that both direct you to the same website, and it's uh, We Know Mark, and the other Ooh. one is uh, Kern for Judge, both.com. And so, you know, th- th- if they can help us, that's great. I'm not allowed to ask for money personally. I know. So, uh, I won't be doing that, but um, that's one of the rules of, of for judicial candidates. But, you know, in another way they can help us, I mean, this was, I mean, you, you know, John, I mean, this was Providence that, 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 we're, that I'm here talking to you right now. Yes. So we're, we're not going to underestimate the, the power of prayer. And, you know, the, the, the reality is when I ran for U.S. Senate, I went through Cook County, and I won 88 out of 102 counties, and I beat Dick Durbin in the county that he lives in. <laughs> but, you know, the chances of somebody winning when they go through Cook County are not very good. Right. And this race that we're running in right now, I'm running in five counties, and Lake County is the only one of the five that had more Democrat than Republican primary ballot wow. voters on, on June 28th. The other four are strong counties, and they're going to be strong on uh, November 8th. I beat Dick Durbin in McHenry County. Wow. Kane, Kendall, and DeKalb are going to go Republican yep. in, uh, in November. And so I, I, we, have, we have such a good chance to win. And, and like you said, it's, it's the difference is night and day. Yeah. And, and, and now, Mark, I, I want to give you a, a minute, a minute to, to talk to the voters. And I want, you to, I want you to express why Mark Kern should be the next Illinois Supreme Court justice from the second. Go. 
Thanks, John. So I, I think that, you know, basically I relate to the every, everyday guy. As you said, I've always been pro-life, but at one time I was elected as a Democrat. And I think that people understand that I feel their pain, not to steal from Bill Clinton, but that's totally true. I, you know, I have blue-collar roots. And um, understanding the Constitution, believing in it, believing that the rights belong to the people, that's the kind of backdrop that I'm going to bring to the bench. And I, I think that uh, people can take great comfort in the fact that uh, Illinois and uh, it becoming once again a destination that people will want to co- come to because it'll be the land of the free if uh, we, we have judges that believe in liberty and intend to rule with liberty. Ah, amen. Mark Kern, my friend, my brother, former Lake County Sheriff, now candidate to be the Illinois Supreme Court um, Justice from the second. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. And uh, go ahead. Can, can I ask one? Yeah, go ahead. John, thanks a million. Let me ask one question because I my, I can't see close enough. What is the the three on the back of your shirt? Is that uh, Dale Earnhardt or what is it? No, actually, this is this shirt. Three on the back. This shirt is in honor of my son. Um, his school, Manuka High School. Um, young lady, she put together oh. a fundraiser for this shirt, and I think they sold. Uh, I think anywhere between five, six hundred of these shirts, and it's my my son's basketball number was number three. And thanks so much for hooking me up with Ryan too. I'll I'll connect with him after the show. Yeah, yeah. So you got it, brother. Love you, man. Thank love you, you too, brother. You take care. Mark Kerr, candidate for the Illinois Supreme Court, second. Uh, it's very important that we win the Supreme Court, and I, I, I hate to say it this way. Even if we don't win any other seats, we got to take back the Supreme Court. You want to change Illinois? That's where it begins. What? I'll be proud to have him on the Supreme Court. Hopefully, he brings some sanity back to Illinois. Yeah, we'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following the news of what's happening, what's going on in DuPage County, but um, there's a group of people who are looking to change the name of the Henry High Courthouse because of Henry Hyde, the Henry Hyde Amendment when it comes to abortion. You know, it's one of the, the things he's known for. Um, when I heard that, my, my good friend Dennis Rebelletti, who's running for state senate, I, who I served with in the House, uh, gave me a call and was like, dude, did you hear what happened? I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. What's going on? He said, well, they're trying to change. There's a hearing that's going to happen on August 9th to change the name of the DuPage County Courthouse. And I'm like, what? Because of one issue? You know, if if you knew anything about uh, former Congressman uh, Henry Hyde, you would know that um, that's not all he's known for. And so my good friend Rebelletti said, hey, I got somebody I want you to talk to. A long time, long time trusted confidant of Henry Hyde who can who can really tell you the story of who Henry Hyde really was, because, you know, how, how these people think they understand who politicians are, but there are people who are closer to them who really know what they were doing, what they were thinking. Uh, there's no DuPage County. DuPage County's not the stalwart they are today without Congressman Henry Hyde. Uh, joining us to talk more about that is his longtime confidant, Patrick Durrani. Durrani, welcome to Black and Right. John, uh, nice to be here, and uh, uh, thanks for having me. 
you know, I, I'm sure you heard um, um, what I was talking about in the, in the introduction of, of what's happening. There's a hearing August 9th to change um, the name of the courthouse. OK, now, please explain to me wh- wh- who's doing this, why and, and why is it important to remove his name? Well, uh, it's important to the 11 Democrats who are members of the DuPage County Board because it's the one issue they have to run on in November. And that's it. One issue. Uh, It's a shame that they're doing it because if they had known and worked with Congressman Hyde, uh, they would they wouldn't even attempt to do this. I mean, members who served with Congressman Hyde in the in the United States House, Democrat members, I, I think. They they would be ashamed of what their fellow Democrats are doing here, yeah. uh, because they worked with Henry. He he crossed the aisle many times. He he was known as America's congressman. He was that good of a congressman that people respected him. And uh, anybody who knew Congressman Hyde knew it wasn't just one issue. Yeah. Now, how, how was he able to get that Hyde Amendment through? Because it was it was one of his, I, I believe it was his first major bill um, that he got passed. I mean, what what was the, what was the environment like now then compared to what it's like now? Well, what, well, we we had some we had some uh, Democrats on the other side of the aisle in those days, uh, you know, who, Dick who were pro life. <laughs> Uh, Henry was sitting there as a freshman, yeah. as a freshman congressman. Now, who gets legislation passed in the U.S. Congress as a freshman? Yeah. And uh, it came up one day in the budget hearing, and uh, Henry said, I'm going to give it a shot. And he wrote a note to the clerk, and there was the Hyde Amendment. It passed. Wow. You know, I got a question for you. Have we lost DuPage County? Do you think they will really get this pushed through? Well, they they have the votes on the board. It's a eleven uh, to seven. Shame, you know, and it's a shame that uh, they're even thinking of doing this. None of those members ever knew or worked with Congressman Hyde. Had they done so, uh, they wouldn't be doing this. I mean, today they sit there uh, as members of the of the county board, uh, not getting uh, phone calls from their constituents that their their basements are flooded. And they don't get those phone calls because Congressman Hyde cured the funding, uh, cured the flooding problem in DuPage County along Salt Creek, the DuPage River. We got many retention ponds. He fought with FEMA and the Corps of Engineers to get it done. And those county board members don't have to face that issue. And and John, you mentioned driving in on I-355 today, yeah. as those members do. Mm-hmm. I-355 is there today because... Congressman Henry Hyde and former county board chairman Jack Niffer got it. Wow. They're the ones who created I-355. What can we do to stop this? Well, uh, <laughs> you could go online to dupagecounty.gov, look at all the uh, member, Democrat members that are on that board. It's all basically female members. And if they would contact their members and uh, let them know that they are against this this cause that they're they're pushing, uh, it would be very helpful. Yeah, and, and Pat, if you mind, if you don't mind, I'd love to hold you over for another segment because uh, I, I really want to go into. I mean, the the, the conversation uh, you talked about all the stuff that uh, former Congressman Hyde did, 
But, I mean, there's no DuPage. DuPage is not as powerful as it is without who he was. And I also want to discuss how do I, what's I mean how did DuPage I mean the the legacy that Henry Hyde left Congressman Henry Hyde left behind is being totally dismantled right before our eyes and I want to hear from you how how to fix that and how do how do we win back one of the greatest counties in the state of Illinois DuPage County uh, we're, we're talking with Patrick Durante um, former aide to uh, Hyde we'll be right back Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet. we got to bring Red Velvet back. Verlon <laughs> Galloway. Uh, before the break, we were talking to longtime confidant of former congressman and who's no longer with us. God rest, rest in peace. Uh, Patrick Durrani, I hope I keep. I, I feel like I'm butchering your name, your last name, Durrani. No, you got it, Durrani. It's, it's Durrani, as in the old Jimmy Durrani yeah. comedian. You know. <laughs> okay, it's, it's uh, I, you know, hey, if if you listen to the show and you you have some fond memories of um, former Congressman Hyde, give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two six four two fifty six hundred. But uh, Pat, when you look at when you look at what Congressman Hyde was able to do to a place like um, DuPage County, um, and you see what it's become today. Um, I mean, once a, a powerhouse in the state of Illinois, now I'm basically run by progressives who are who are trying to destroy um, DuPage and the rest of Illinois. Uh, what would what 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 would what do you think Congressman Hyde would say today if he if he if he saw what he saw what that's happening in the in the county of DuPage? Well, he'd be extremely hurt by it. But uh, one thing for sure, he would uh, get in that car and travel all over to make things different. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine today in DuPage County, there are four Democrat congressmen that represent that county. Wow. You could take all four of them and put them in a package, and all four of them combined have done nothing near what Congressman Tide had done for DuPage County. Nothing near it. Wow. If uh, When is this supposedly about to happen the hearing it's supposed yeah. to happen uh, at a board meeting on august 9th uh in the morning they meet at 10 o'clock sure there's going to be a lot of protesters out there probably not even from dupage county all on on the pro-choice all pro-choice uh, protesters but they're there for one issue and one issue only yeah and the county board members that have put this forward are there putting it forward strictly for the politics of it. They, that, that's they what have I was nothing gonna, to run on. That's what I was going to ask you, but in the reverse. Do you think we could rally up some protesters to try to fight back against this, since that's, that'll probably, probably be our last best hope? Well, you know, I've been called by many of my friends in DuPage, and, it's, you know, we I could get on the phone and we could turn out hundreds and hundreds of pro-life uh, protesters. But but I didn't want to make it that. It's not about pro-life, pro-choice. Right. It's about honoring this man, Henry Hyde, who did so much for DuPage County. I mean, my God, this man received the American Medal of Freedom. Mm. He didn't get that medal because of the Hyde Amendment. Correct. He got that medal because of what he did for the constituents of America and beyond and beyond. And when you think about just how quick-witted he was, I mean, he was he. 
that guy could he can get up in there and light up a room. Uh, he could get on the on the House floor in the Illinois House and in Congress and, and in D.C. And I mean, he would go toe to toe with some of the best. He was probably one of the best orders that we've had in a long time. Would you say? Oh, John, when when it was known in Congress that Henry Hyde was about to take the floor, people, Democrat and Republican congressmen left their office, they hung up on their constituents, and they ran to the House floor to listen to Henry Hyde speak, both sides of the aisle. His debates with Congressman Barney Frank and, and others are legendary. Do you think it goes a little deeper than pro-life and pro-choice? Do you believe that the left wants to cancel and erase our best leaders? Well, for sure. Uh, it's it's beyond that. Again, these, these Democrat board members are doing it strictly for politics. They're worried about getting reelected in November. Yeah. But none of them knew what Congressman Hyde did for the county. If they did, they wouldn't dare bring this up. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think one of the ways we take back DuPage is that we start electing people like my good friend, Dennis Rebeletti, who's running for state Senate. We, we start there. We start building benches on the township bo- townships and, and, and the county boards. And we, we take back places like DuPage and Kane, which is slowly uh, evaporating, Lake County. And uh, I think their eyes are all set on, on, on McHenry County next. Um, but um, What's your message? What do you what, what, what do you what would you think Henry Hyde's when you look at the landscape of Illinois? Darren Bailey's running for governor. Um, Tom DeVore's running for attorney general. Uh, Dan Brady for secretary of state. Tom Dimmer, uh, I believe, for treasurer or comptroller. I forget which one he's running for. But what do you what would be Henry Hyde's message in forty five seconds to these candidates of how to turn around the state of Illinois? Well, uh, tell it like it is. Be honest uh, and be forthright with with all the people and 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 uh, let them know what's going on in in the state of Illinois. Uh, the the deficit, uh, how Pritzker has literally ruined the state of Illinois and the Democrat legislature. You know, for years I heard the you and cry of, uh, oh, we don't want one party government. What well, that's exactly what they have in the state of Illinois. And they yeah. have to change it. Yeah, we need people who are constantly uh, complaining to the Republican precinct committeemen when they walk up to their door, we have to do something, we have to do something. Well, do something. Contact the DuPage County Republican Party, and if you're mad as as I am, uh, get involved and get out there and work, and let's change this thing. Oh, amen. From your lips to God's ears, let's hope, let's, and let's hope the voters um, in this coming election in November... Um, takes that heart, that message to heart, and we ch- we change Illinois around. I- I'm optimistic, but I know it's a long road. Uh, Patrick Durante, thanks so much for joining us. And when you're back here in Illinois, you got to come into the studio and um, hang out with me. John, I hear you're a heck of a guy, and I'm going to look forward to that. And I will be there, I promise. You. Can't wait, Patrick Durante, longtime confidant, former congressman Henry Hyde. Thanks so much for joining us on Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right. He's the Red Velvet. I, I, you know, I, I love getting, love hearing from people who knew people, who knew elected officials, like, like really knew them. You know, a lot, Henry Hyde took a lot of flack from a lot of people. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, he loved DuPage County and he loved the state of Illinois. He did everything he, he possibly could to make Illinois a, a, a great state, you know. Well, that's, that's good. But right now we have to concentrate on the politicians that we have in office. And I have one for you. Uh-oh. So let's switch gears for a second. Uh-oh. I was at well, work. technically not shifting gears because still we're talking about Congress. You're right. You're right. I, ha- I was hanging out with one of my residents last night and she so happened to have Stephen Colbert on. And um, he had on his show Adam Kissinger last night. Oh. And uh, he was railing against Republicans saying we lost our way and we need to get our principles and values back. Oh, uh, you about to bold. My blood's about to go up. I pressure. I feel it. Go ahead. And this man kept talking about January 6th. And I have, I have something in my notes about January 6th. Well, I don't want to talk about January 6th right now. It's, it's too short of a second. But he said that they are creating a, a, a curriculum. For our kids in school to be taught the truth about January 6th and what the Republicans did and didn't do for the future. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Yeah. And this is going to there's going to be implemented. Okay. Trust me. Okay. You know, I was actually I was thinking about who we are as Americans on my way in. Right. (sighs) I'm telling Dan Prof now I'm I'm still another one of your 120 life. This stuff works. man. I, I've been I've been still in dance and, and he said it. it. It actually works. No, he said, you it know, his, I have blood pressure. He said it on his show. He said you text him on yeah. the show and said yeah. it really works. It, it yeah. really works. So I'm Dan. I'm still in another one right now because I can tell this show the next two hours. Valon's going to uh, spike my <laughs> blood pressure because he's already told me some of the stuff he wants to talk about. So I'm going to I'm going to after this segment is over, I'm going to take this because I know I'm going to need it. Did we forget who we are as Americans, how we were founded as a nation? They, have we forgotten that? They no, they haven't forgotten. There are two they ways to take our government: the ballot box or blood. Have we forgotten that? They want to erase it, John. They I know. Want to erase it. Have we forgot that we wrote we, we we rose up against a king? Have we forgotten that we rose up against th- to fight a civil war? Some people don't even know. Do but we the remember? In, but Do, the intellectuals on the left, yeah. they know. But it's cancel culture. Yeah. They want to reimagine America. Do remember? we remember the original Tea Party? I do. Have people forgotten who we are? We are Americans. And you know what we believe in? We believe in fighting to maintain who we are. And, and, and the thing that I was thinking about, most people don't understand what it means to be free. They don't understand true freedom. You know what? You, you have every right to believe. Do what you think you should do. Just don't force that on me. I'm free too. Mm-mm. I'm free too. Mm-mm. And I, for Don, you better sh- believe I'm going to fight for real and true freedom. We've lost the true meaning of what it means to be free in this country, especially in this despotic state of Illinois. We've forgotten that. No, you're going to have to fall in line because government knows what's best for you, even if you don't think it's the right thing. Wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I told you, dude. I told you last. I told you last week did something, and I'm I'm done. I'm I can't say the word, but I'm done footing around with these people. I really am. I really am because we got. I, I'm like Larry Elder. We got a country to save, hmm. and the only way we save that country is for both people to do both. You heard what he just said, Phil Durante. Be bold, do you know? Tell it like it is. Don't shirk away from who we are. Don't be ashamed of who we of of how this nation was founded. Oh, slavery. Yeah, okay, I understand that. But we are Americans. Don't give up on it. 
fight for her. She is worth fighting for. America is worth saving. And the only way we do that is through the ballot box. And if they want to continue to do some of the stupidity that they're doing, I have no problem. Not, I don't mean physically and all that. Don't get me wrong. But if we really want to take... And, and if, but if it has to get to that point, I'm ready and willing. We'll be right back. Hour two coming up. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Black and White Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, coming in hot. Joined by my good friend, the troublemaker, Delon Galloway. Red. Oh! <laughs> uh, red. Red. Now, let me say something before, you know, those people call in, write in. Oh, John is inciting. No. I'm not. I think people forget some of the things our founding fathers said. Thomas Jefferson, in fact. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Our founding fathers understood the importance for America in the, in the world, in the young world that they had then, and as, as America was birthed. Folks, let me explain something to you. America's it. We fall. There's nobody coming to run to our rescue. We're not going to have people dropping stuff to help us. Think about that. Think about this long and hard and why it's so important to be willing to die for this country. Because she's important to maintain civility in the world. And if we give up if we allow these bullies to dictate to us what we can say what we can't say what words we can use what words we cannot use if we allow our 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 colleges to continue to be indoctrination centers if we allow things like what senator josh holly had to endure that he's transphobic because he's questioning a, a, a professor's belief system. I want you to hear this. And I, and I want us to really tackle this because I'm sick and tired of the leftist bullies. These progressives who think who don't love America. They love the, their idea of a Marxist. You name the ism. That's the, that's the ism they want for this great country. America is still Exceptional. People are mimicking America and America is mimicking failed institutions, failed countries because we've allowed and and, and anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge proponent of mental health, but we've allowed people who should be locked up in these facilities 
to be put into places of power. And now they're dictating to us of what normalcy is. Why are we allowing this to occur in the greatest nation, the greatest idea to ever be developed, America? I want you to listen to this, Milan, and I know I'm, I'm, holding, I'm talking a little bit too much, but you started this. Yeah. I want you to hear this, and then we'll tackle it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow. You're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies. So I'm one. I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of question. Wow. So we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. Okay, let me stop it right there. Who said they didn't exist? Who said nowhere in his line of question did he say they did not exist? Listen, you could, as I said on the show time and time again, be who you want, do what you want. Just don't take your foolishness and 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 and, and force me to agree with you. Do whatever the heck you want. That's freedom. Now, I, I know, Vilan, she continues. I'm it's denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do so you believe Please. that uh, men can get pregnant? No. No, I don't think women can get <laughs> So you're denying that trans people exist? No. And that leads to violence? Is this how you run oh, your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told allowed that to they're opening up people to oh, violence We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot <laughs> I just know. from this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Listen, they've told us, trust the science throughout this, you know, thing that we've dealt with the last two and a half months. But we're not supposed to trust the science with a man cannot have a baby. A man that has a dying swinging cannot have a baby. A woman cannot produce a baby. That's science. That's, and and this, this is, I'm not transphobic, I'm not homosexual, whatever you want to call it. I'm not. One of my greatest mentors, Mike Cesaric, was, was a homosexual man, but was one of my greatest mentors. I love him to death. Vilan? She and people on the left want to convince you that a woman who thinks they're a man is a man and can have a baby. So that's just the bottom line with what they think. But my thing is how Josh Holly sat there without cracking a smile and not laughing in her face and calling her an idiot. Yeah. Now, if it was me, I would do exactly that. And I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Would, I, would I have gotten censured for doing that? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Right, right. Well, you're in the Senate. You're in the upper but chamber. It would have happened. You are in the upper chamber. Yeah, in the Senate. I, it would have happened. And, it, and that's a perfect segue into to what I wanted to talk about. I was talking to a friend of ours yesterday. Uh-huh. And he said, we're not pro-life, me and you. Oh, that sounds like Phil. Yeah. He said, we're pro-birth. 
And you know what? But see, they, 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 I'm cool with that. Uh, it doesn't matter, on, man. I, I, I embrace being pro-birth because it, it, all the a Constitution guarantees is you terms. the right to have a life. That's what the left these does. These made-up words. and But that's what the left does. But that's cool with me because I want you to have a right to life. And a shot at the pursuit of happiness. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing. And guess what? How did, how did we get here? Yeah. Look at all the hard times people went through before us. So guess what? All these writers and guarantees that people like Phil and others on the left want, like you trying to call off housing and food and medical, otherwise kill the baby, kick yeah. rocks. Yeah, but he's a jackass. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm sick and tired of the bullying and bullying nature of it. That you have to be this, you have to be phobic uh, or uh, xenophobic or all these things. Because you don't agree with the crazy stuff that's happening in our country, guess what? We, you, go go over to Iran. Go over to go over to Saudi Arabia. You can't have this conversation. Wait, wait. But I was I I always have this conversation with my brother. Yeah. And you know what he says? What? That he don't care about foreign anything. You can't fault except people. except no, definitely Second Amendment issues, right? The gun issue. No, right? no, no. You can't fault people for wanting to make this country better. So in her eyes, she's making the country better in what she believes and all those different fronts that they take us on. And that's why they're trying to go after our kids. Let's go to the phone lines. Terry from Rogers Park. Welcome to Black. Welcome back to Black and Right. Hi. um, uh, I think uh, some of the uh, current uh, leftist politicians want to stamp out the memory of the the good things our past politicians have done so it won't interfere with the changes uh, they want to impose on us. Yeah. And and and, I, and that's and, and and then they try to silence you from even having a discussion about it. I think I think that right there alone is is one of the things that 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 I'm really starting to get so flustered with. And you know I don't care if I lose all my social media platforms. I really don't. I, I, I'm sorry, sorry, Pistol Pete. I, I really don't care if I lose any of all of my pl- platforms. I, I I think if we got a country to save, we got to go to war. The war the, the war's been started on us. Decades and decades ago, right, Terry? Well, I'm hoping that the good Democrats uh, go go Republican. Yeah, mm. we will see. I Thank was you. talking to somebody about. Thanks that so much for calling, Terry. A little earlier today. Yeah, they 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 just like you. They talk with a lot of Democrats and people that's talking under their breath, saying that you know what, I can't take what's going on in the Democrat Party today. Yeah, but they just. They just they're just waiting to see who's the nominee because they just can't bring themselves to vote for Trump. They may just stay home because they're not going to vote for what's going on in the Democrat Party, but they may just stay home. Dude, we have absolute insanity going on throughout the country and then throughout our world. If we don't rise up if we don't see statesmen rise up and take back the reins of of society and and, and fight back in the culture that the culture war we're losing. We've lost. We've lost. We're losing. We're not out. It's not. We're not out of the woods yet. We're losing the culture war. We got to fight back, and we got to be willing to do what it takes. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. That's right. We Rough Riders up in here today. Last couple of weeks, we've been Rough Riders. Because uh, I'm angry. Yeah, we're going to get angry. Because I'm angry. I'm so angry. I really am. Be who you are. 
fight back against the tyranny. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We, we've a lot. We've taken too much mm-hmm. without any pushback. Without any, without any, get out of my face or you're going to lose your teeth. Ooh, ooh. Oh. I'm serious, man. All this rioting, all this slapping people around, you wearing Trump hats and all that. Try me. Try Jesus. Don't try me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Toby <laughs> Ngwe, he has a song, says, I think I have it somewhere. It says, try Jesus. Don't try me. Because I throw hands. Ooh. I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, if I lose the platforms, I lose them. I'm at that point when it comes to how do we fight to save this country? How do we fight to save this state? Because they're fighting and they're using all their tools in the arsenal. Every tool that they have, the Democrats, they're using the leftists, the progressives, whatever you want to call them. They're using every tool in their toolbox to make sure that 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 they annihilate any Republican. Look what they're doing to Darren Bailey. Look what they did to Darren Bailey in the primary. Mm-hmm. You know? They can do and say and feel and believe everything they want, they want, but when you have when you counteract that or counterpoint that, they have an issue. They have a problem. You're you're this. You're that. Yeah. Time it's out names. for that foolishness. It's names. Let's go to the phone lines. Jim from South Elgin, who's also a sponsor of this show. Welcome back to Black and Right. Hey guys, how are you? What's up, Jim? How you doing, buddy? Good. I got you on speakerphone. I'm here in my office with. Uh, a patriot station. His name is Matthew. He's a little bit numb to say hi to John Berlin. Hello. Hey, how's, how's it going? Mark? How's it going? Uh, Domingo. How you guys doing? You guys right. are famous on 560 right now. Anyways, <laughs> we have to fun here. Listen to the conversation. I had a chance to listen to that lady. In fact, I called Berkeley and I talked to a lot of them. I left a message. I said, there's people like having professors like her is why I tell them, my friends and things, keep your kids out of Big U. Because all these universities are all the same way. They're indoctrinating these kids. They're teaching them not to be uh, uh, pro-America. They're filling their heads full, full of all this garbage, which has nothing to do with learning how to read, write, and, uh, and do arithmetic. Yeah. You know, and they're not learning to critically think. And, and the, you know, this, this, this girl, this lady said, uh, well, one out of five trans uh, commit suicide. Well, maybe they realize after what they've done, they mutilated their bodies. They understand they made a big mistake, so they're checking out because they can't live with themselves. Wow. And this, and this is the intimidation factor that these leftists use. Oh, you're transphobic. Yeah. This is why you got a big middle finger and say, F you, we're not going to take it anymore. And you got to talk to your young kids. I do all the time because this is the kind of garbage that they're putting in college. And I've had several patients of mine tell me, you know, I send my daughter off to college and she comes back and she hates me yeah. because professors are talking about male toxicity and you know, every man looks at a woman, she's attractive. Well, he's a predator yeah. and all that kind of garbage. Well, Jim, These people I- are so up and so unhappy with themselves. Jim, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and he posed a question. So I'm going to pose it to you. What what do you think is more detrimental to the country? This gender studies and LGBTQ that are teaching our kids in school or January 6th? Oh, absolutely. Uh, The LGBT stuff, because like I said, people are being taught not to appreciate what America has done in the past. You know, and that's why these communists, these leftists use the tactic of divide and conquer to keep people you know, divided from each other. Yeah. And that's why they have to push things like affirmative action and all this other kind of stuff, because it's everybody just you know, blending together and working together as a cohesive unit. You can't, because you have to keep people divided. That's all right. True. All right. All right. Thanks, Jim, and thanks, patient of Jim. You guys have a good one. All right. Be good. All right. Bye. But He's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go into it. I just wanted to ask Jim that question, but I'm going to go see, into see, it with see, Mitchell. But 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 I think sometimes and, and and let me make let me let me bring some clarity to this. Again, 
be who you want. I'm mm-hmm. not against whatever you want to do. You want to you want to be a trans. You want you want to be uh, any LGBTQ. That's what you want to do. I'm okay. listen. You have every right to make those decisions of who to be. You just don't you know, get it. Right. You have to see it through their eyes. A trans man, even though we see them as a woman, is a man. That's what she was trying to tell Josh Holly. Right. Get right, that out of right, your head. Right. I know, and Josh Holly needs saying. to get it out of his head that he's looking at a woman. See, he's looking saying, at a man. See, see you know what? I, I see what you're doing there. I see I see I see that you're trying to get me pumped up again. Because Josh Holly needs to. No, he doesn't. That's my point. He doesn't. He can continue his 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 line of thinking. He has every right to have that line of thinking. And that's why this country is going to go to war with itself because you won't give on that issue. Uh, Just give on that one issue. No, I'm not giving. No, why? Because why? you have to feel how they feel. Oh, you I, have to see it through their eyes, and you have to be more caring. But they don't have to see or feel anything through my eyes, right? You have right? to be more caring and fair, and you have to give when it comes to equality. You're not giving them their fair share of equality. Okay? How am I not giving it when I when I have the belief that whatever they want to do, that's their right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. You have to truly burn it into your brain that that woman that you're looking at that's taking testosterone and growing hair on her face because they probably put it there through, through plastic surgery, that that is a man. Okay? That's a man. Okay. Understand that. Okay. okay? The line. I disagree. I'm just telling you. I disagree. You know, if, 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 if they want to believe that, they can do that. No, you have to believe I don't have to. Okay. I simply don't have to. You need to be re-educated. I don't. That's what uh, that's coming next. <laughs> Wrong. That, well, that's what the, that's what the, the institutions are. That's what the right. colleges are. The colleges are re- the re-education camps. That's right. That's how they're re-educating kids from the, their parents' belief system. Once they get to college, they know they got they, they stick all their claws in them yeah. and change who they are and what they believe. And then they, the, to the point. What Jim was saying, yeah. kids are coming back saying, "No, you're wrong. You're that's right. You're this. You're that." Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Fight back. I'm sorry, because because the only way because remember, you remember, do you remember the whole tolerance argument? Yeah, you guys are not tolerant enough. They're not. We're not tolerant of of, of these beliefs, these lifestyles. Well, tolerance is a two way street. You know that has now become a one way. You forgot. What? It's not tolerance anymore. It it evolved twice over. Tolerance, acceptance. Now you need to celebrate it. You need to be happy for these people. Why? Why? That's why the only, I, that's the only way we can move forward together is for you to celebrate no, who they are. I don't have to. Yeah. yeah you, N- neither do people who don't want to. If you don't, you're a phobe. Yeah. Period. You're a phobe. Uh, what? A phobe. What's that? Oh, phobe. Phobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get you got your Velanisms sometimes. <laughs> you got your own language sometimes. Um, but but Velan, if 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 People are afraid, and 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 uh, this is what happens. White people are really afraid, especially white men. I mean, they they've emasculated white men to the point where they they will run and cower in a corner because they don't want to be. They don't want the labor. They don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've taken their language, their speak from them, their right to speak words that they should be well, able to speak. Well, why do they get the monopolized language though? 
Why do they get? Why does? Why does the left feel like they they get to monopolize the language, and conservatives or people who are center right can't combat their stupidity in language with their own? Because they've made white men to feel that they're racist or some kind of a white supremacist, or they suffer from some privilege if they speak a certain way to a black person yeah. or some minority. They just they've they've made them feel guilty. Well, the ones that we don't know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I won't say the name, but if he's listening, he'll he'll know he don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I was at an event and. Actually, first time I actually met the guy, and he whispered, you know, black. And I busted him out. I said, what you whispering black for? <laughs> he turned beet red. Yeah. But that's what I mean. They've, 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 they've put it in the mind that people can't can't express their opinions. Opinions are, you know, like, you know what they used to call yeah. them. Everybody has one. Uh-huh. You know, except if you are center right. You don't get to have an opinion. Well, yes, I do. But that, wait a that, that's the reason why I'm on a talk show. I that's know the reason why I have black and white. I know you're half white, but ish. Listen, you're black enough not to go through what a white man has to go through, being charged with a hate crime or whatever somebody throws against them. You don't have to worry about that. They do it, and you don't want to lose what you've accumulated in your life uh-huh. because some guy or woman throws an accusation at you. You know, there 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 are a lot of people who are out there doing it. Tom McDonald. I'm going to play a little snippet of his song when we get back. All right. All right. All right. There's him, Jordan Peterson, people who are not afraid. And, you know, grow up. Get some courage. we got a country to save. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Don't try to call you names, label you with things till you're ashamed. You're a sexist or a racist, white supremacist or gay. They'll attack your reputation, claim that you're the one to blame. And try to make you hate yourself for ways that you behave. They're just names. Embrace them and they'll never cause you pain. They're just words that another person thought up in their brain. They're just names. They do not define you, that's insane. And they'll just call you something different if you change. Call me racist, I don't make no BLM donations. I can stand with black folks without a branding corporation. All this systemic if you live in this nation, you privileged, black or Caucasian. Call me transphobic, but I support you in your policies. I just can't ignore the very basics of biology. All I see is men and women trying to live in harmony. Not a hundred genders that you want to be. Call me snowflake, because I'm offended. I ain't stone-faced. Social justice warriors destroying us with woke ways. Man- Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Hey, that was good there, That's Tom man. McDonald. I want a copy names. of that. It's called Names. Tom McDonald, Names. I love this guy because he's not afraid. He's he's tackled. You name the issue, he has tackled it. You know what that made me want to do? What's that? Go to the sound shop, get some kickers, and put them in the back of my truck. And play that song? I, I bump that song all day, man. But if, do you know who he is? Uh-uh. Oh, Tom McDonald? Oh, man, you got to go and listen. listen you got to go and download him on Apple or wherever his music is sold. Uh, he gets banned a lot, too. Hmm. Because he's not afraid, and and you see, you look at him; he's tatted up all over, <laughs> tatted, full body tatted up. But he's not afraid. He's not afraid to speak his mind, and we've lost that. Yeah, we've lost that. We really have, and we 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 got to be able to bring that back. And one guy who has never lost that <laughs> is my good friend, the Amish Texter. Welcome back. How to Black are and Ryan. my 
how are my brothers doing? It's uh, been so long. No, yes, right, brothers. I thought you gave up you on know, us for a bit. No, no, no. I just, I, yeah, I just been busy. Life gets in the way. You know, I, I'm a single dad, two special needs kids, so they come first. Yeah, I understand. I know, I know you understand that. But yes. listen, I, I do have to agree with my brother Verlon, and uh, you, you know, you're being forced. Uh, I'm tired of fighting. So guess what? <laughs> I finally decided, decided to convert, okay. even though to most people I look like a fifty-something white guy, you know, like conservative. I'm now a six foot five black Asian lesbian. All right. To be Amish. Happens to be Amish, and I demand you celebrate me. That's right. Negative. (laughs) You're still going to be the Amish texture to me. (laughs) You know? Well, okay, I want my reparations and oats for my horse. Uh oh. Oh. (laughs) Now you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) Hey, I like that that guy. What was his name again? It's Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald. That was awesome. The name of that song is Names. Hey, hey Amish, awesome. why, why are you on the line? Let's, I'm going to hold you on the line. I want you to hear Jordan Peterson just decimate this woman about uh, men basically being everything. And Jordan Peterson just 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 takes well, it to I, town. I love, I love Jordan Peterson. I want you to hear this real quick. Well, in what sense is our society male-dominated? Uh, the fact that the vast majority of wealth is owned by men, the vast majority of capital and is owned by men. Women do more unpaid it's a labor. Very, very tiny proportion of men, and a huge proportion of people who are seriously disaffected are men. Most people in prison are men. Most people who are uh, on the street are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. Most people who commit suicide are men. Uh, most men, most people who die in wars are men. People who do worse in school are men. It's like. Where's the dominance here, precisely? What you're doing is you're taking a tiny substrata of hyper-successful men and using that to represent the entire structure of, the, of Western society. There's nothing about that that's vaguely appropriate. Perfect. That's how you push exactly. back. He, he wasn't exactly. rude. He wasn't rude. He wasn't arrogant. He just simply gave her a different perspective. Destroyed her with facts. That's right. And look at all, look at all the women that now have master's degrees, are now being hired in the workforce. It's absolutely ludicrous to this day that some of these people still try to fight this argument. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the a, a black woman is running the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Did you hear about oh, that? Really? Yeah. yeah. A black no. woman is running the Las, Las Vegas Raiders right now. Yep. So wow. the, ceiling is, the ceiling was cracked and destroyed a long time ago. But there's this narrative oh, yeah. out there to, keep, to continue to keep us divided well, that women well, are not. Here's the other thing. It's like, you know, we have people like Clarence Thomas, Condi Rice. You know, uh, so many great, successful, you know, Dr. Thomas Sowell. It's like, but when we try to celebrate them, they're completely ignored of course. by the mainstream media. And then they're called not real. It's like, excuse me? Right. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about, man? You look back to, like, say, post-Civil War. Look how many black Republicans were representatives, senators, look That's at right. businessmen and stuff like that. And, that, sorry, it wasn't Republicans that were behind Jim Crow and gun control and, and burning down freaking, uh, you know, Oklahoma. No, it wasn't. It's like, you know, no. And it's like, sorry, that's your legacy. That's not mine. That's right. <laughs> the Amish texter. Always good right, to bro. talk to you, buddy. Thanks hey, so much God for coming. God bless you, brother. It's good talking. God bless you Bye. as well. Hey, Mitchell, stay right there. I want to talk to you. I got a conversation to have with you, man. Uh-oh. We know what that's going to be like. Um, See, but that's how you do it. Yeah. Jordan Peterson showed us how to do it. Don't be afraid. Stick to your facts, you know, and speak it. We'll be right back. All right. 
We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Uh oh. There it is, Villa. I didn't make it true. Welcome back. <clears throat> Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I like how you cut me off. I know. I, I, I didn't cut you off. No. I just You just talked over me, that's all. No, your, your mic wasn't on. Oh, no? No. Oh, I said I'm into Terrence Trenderby right now. Oh, God. Villain, you need some help, man. You 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 black. <laughs> Itch. <laughs> You've been hanging out around me too long. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, before we go to Mitchell, um, I just want to say I, I had an honor. Um, um, my as you know, my pastor started like four schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the ribbon cutting. Um, Vesna, who's who's over there in Naperville, uh, the name of the new school is going to be called Faith Academy, mm. and it's going to be at uh, Wheatland Salem Church right there on Ninety Fifth and Book. Um, I think it's going to be some great things happening with all these schools opening. I think I think there's a vacuum. Um, of good quality education, and I, I think Pastor, Vang, Pastor Bland has hit a vein, and I really think um, a lot of kids are going to benefit from good quality structured education. Not afraid of it being Christian education, so I wanted to give that a shout out. I actually, I actually, I went there to speak mm. uh, about it, and um, there was a ribbon cutting, so it was a great time. Cool. All right, here we go. Let's go to your buddy. Sorry, Signor Mitchell. <laughs> Hey, what's going on there, Team uh, John and uh, Team Torres? How you doing? What's going on, Mitchell? I see you say history of real insurrections. So let's let's do it. Well, first of all, you know, if there was an insurrection, why hasn't uh, Trump been, you know, why hasn't he been arrested for actual insurrection? Okay, if you look at January 6th, if you want to follow what I call in the vernacular of the legal definition, he would have been already arrested 18 months ago. This is nothing more to do to distract. It's a red herring. And the last time somebody was actually arrested for or charged with an insurrection was 1962. General Edwin Walker, he was part of the John Birch Society in Texas, goes to University of Mississippi because James Meredith was a former Air Force pilot that wanted to go to University of Mississippi in Oxford. Yeah. And there were 4,000 troops there. I'm sorry, 4,000 people were protesting it because it became a national, uh, became a national story. Kennedy and Bobby were trying to talk to the governor to do the right thing. He wouldn't do it. So there's 4,000 people on that campus. And then uh, RFK sends in 400 U.S. Marshals. Okay, and he goes, do not use your sidearm. Do not use your M-16. We want to avoid having any casualties because they want to have uh, avoid Kent State, which happened basically 10 years later, ironically. Okay, so getting back to General Walker, after the melee, you know, after the dust settles, he's charged with an, insur- with an insurrection. Okay, because he incited a riot by the, what I call the vernacular of that definition, and he was acquitted. You know why? Because he's a military man, and it was in the South, and it's 1962. Yeah. So what you're talking about, when, when people even talk about an insurrection, they have absolutely zero understanding of what that means. They don't yeah. even know what that means in terms of Jefferson, at the time of the Insurrection Act of Thomas Jefferson. It's to protect when there is a melee and there's a breakout of what I call conflict on a domestic soil. Eisenhower did it. 
JFK did it multiple times. You had obviously the mayor of Chicago and 6 8 do it. And they don't even understand that. You've got to understand one thing, guys. You guys both get it. But the radical Democrats are as vapid minded as you're ever going to see in this lifetime. <laughs> Are you asking them? They can't. They can't get Kennedy's assassination right. Yeah. And you want to get them right about January sixth, which is oh yeah, it, it was such a problem, right? That the guy from New Mexico got a full acquittal. You know why? Because he showed photographic evidence that they were letting him in, and that wasn't the only guy. So you're seeing multiple stories to manufacture consent yeah. to basically politicize a narrative that never happened. It's a Johnny Appleseed fairy tale. <laughs> right. The fact of the matter is, if you're dealing with his. I'm sorry, what? No, go no ahead, he's, go just, ahead. he's just, he just, he just, like when you say daddy up. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to daddy in a second. But my point <laughs> is this. January 6th is nothing more than a fantasy. They want you to distract from the fact that there's, infl- there's, inf- there's inflation, we're, just, we, have, we have a president who has advanced dementia, who's cognitively declined, he needs to invoke the 25th, okay? He's giving away all of our oil to obviously China and Europe. Yeah. Does anyone ever notice that right now? Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to talk about that. This is the bigger story. Yeah. So, Verlon and T- uh, Team Taurus and Team Aries, you get, this is a ruse, okay? This is a giant ruse. The Gotham Talk resolution, okay, was a fake story so that we can go into Vietnam. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? Yeah. You're having the wool being pulled over your eyes, and the thing, and the reason why you're both reacting the way you are is because you know it. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Because this other stuff is nothing more than a race to the bottom of the vapid-minded. You hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I hear you. Well, listen, John, I don't think I can say what I want to say within a minute. We go, I'll have to wait for the last couple of minutes, okay? okay. I want to wrap I want to wrap it up. I want to put a ball on what Mitchell said in the last couple of minutes. All right. Mitchell, thanks so much for calling, buddy. You have a great one. You guys are the hey, fast. And Mitchell, Mitchell, man, you run yes. fast this time. You <laughs> you actually, what's wrong? You didn't have your coffee today? Uh, no, I, I, I'm trying to make a, uh, a concerted effort yeah. to actually, you know, break it down because I naturally talk fast. And by the way, you don't learn passion. It's just part of my, right. you know, hard drive. So I've really <laughs> basically worked from the inside out to bring it down yeah. so that I, you know, so that I don't get, uh, uh, you know, called out for spitting or something some, from some <laughs> stupid comments. Okay. And by the way, for that person, why don't you get on the radio, Daddy O, and come up with your own uh, particular ideas? You know what I'm saying? There you Please. go. All right. All right, Mitchell. I love Daddy O. Daddy O. I think I'm going to have a t shirt that says Daddy O. That's cool. That'll be cool. <laughs> until, well, I'll wait until you get your troublemaker. Oh, you got a troublemaker. I got shirt. a troublemaker shirt. Oh, God. You made me one, too. Yeah. Hey, you listening to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer? I'm John Anthony. He's Villan. Pistol Pete on the boards. We'll be right back. I don't know what we're yelling about! the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer maybe i'm foolish maybe i'm blind thinking i can see through this and see what's behind got no way to prove it so maybe i'm lying but i'm only human welcome back to black and right i'm only on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony live in studio troublemaker I gotta say something real quick before you go into your your um, bow. speech. My bow. Your bow. I'm gonna your bow. put a bow on the conversation. You want to know what a insurrection looks like? Pistol Pete. It was Sri Lanka that went in and took over the governor's mansion this week, right? That's an insurrection. That's what an insurrection looks like. 
what the Taliban did in Afghanistan. That is an insurrection. That did not happen, J6. No. Simply did not happen. All these bleeding hard Republican leftists, stop it. Stop it. You prolong, you're trying to prolong, prolong your career. No, 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 no. We're better than that. You, they, they keep saying we're better than that. No, we, yeah, we, you're right. We're better than that. Go ahead, Vilan. Let me put a bow on this, okay? We all know January 6th is a lie as far as the way this show trial is going. And I'm not talking about the right. I'm talking about what the Democrats are doing. But it's not the big lie. The real big lie is what the, the, the distraction, the sleight of hand, in what they're doing to distract you from Russian collusion. That's the big lie. Durham has 30 subpoenas out right now trying to get to the bottom of everything. But they don't want you to concentrate on how they did the former president, how they lied on him for two and a half to three years with Russian collusion and didn't come forward with any proof of evidence. The same thing they're doing now. They're stringing us along to November. Right. And let me tell you what's happening behind the scenes. Merrick Garland said he's going to pull the plug on the Durham report in October oh. because he doesn't want any distractions for the election. Oh, so, but when Trump was, oh, but Trump couldn't pull any in the investigation. So, yeah, oh. Yeah. What's good for them is not, I mean, what's good for them is not good for us. Then. See, they can lie, cheat, and steal. They can, they, can, they can just make up a story out of whole cloth like they did with Russian collusion. Now what they're doing with January the 6th, these guys are actors. These yeah. guys and gals are actors, and they're great. I mean, they have, well, well, not as many as they did, but they have enough people in front of the TV to keep talking yeah. about this and stringing us along. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to care about what happened with Russian collusion. There's people right now that I still engage yeah. on progressive radio yeah. that believe, believe it was Russian collusion. Yeah. Well, Ricky, in, yeah, our, him. in our text message, him. in our text thread. Yes. Oh, well, no. Well, right now he's on January the 6th. And yeah. He, and I don't, I think I can say this, but I'm going to say it proper. Yeah. You know, he told us to kiss his black butt. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, I and he called us traitors yeah. because we still back Trump. But I give him a little credit. Last week, he apologized in front of all of his listeners and apologized to me, not Jim, but he apologized to me because he said Jim is the one who started it. So he said, but he said he shouldn't Jim have. Jim just gave it an opinion. Yeah. But he said he shouldn't have included you and me when he said kiss his black butt. Yeah. You know, he apologized. He said he just couldn't take Good for it. Him. He couldn't take it no more. Good for so him. that's a big man. And I'm, I am I was a big man, too, and I accepted his apology. Yeah, well, you know, I apologize when I do something. Yeah, when you, you know. do something wrong. Because honestly, he, I, don't, I, I, I said I wasn't going to never bring it up to you. Yeah. But I might as well because he. He doesn't. He doesn't talk to you. Yeah. Because he doesn't know you. Yeah. But he still wants to come in and bring him on. Him. I told oh, you. Okay. Ricky Hendon, Hollywood Hendon. Okay. Open invitation. Come on down, man. All right. Just he's don't still... fake sneak sick again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding, Hollywood. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I've, I've known Ricky. He may not remember me, but I've known Ricky since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I, I, rem I remember. Rick. I mean, he's one of the fastest talking politicians I ever know. You, um, Signor thinks. Um, What's his name can speak fast? He hasn't heard Ricky in it. <laughs> when you want to do it? When you want to do it? I don't know. It? We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll, we'll, talk. we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll go offline and figure it out. Okay. Uh, Mike from the North Side, I'm sorry we got to go to break. If you can hold the line, call back in the next hour. We'll take your call. Um, Valon has a skit coming up, and I hope it's not the African skit. No. If it is, I'm, I'm, you, you, I'm kicking you out. <laughs> hour three, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. 
The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back. Just like Hour 3, Black and Right Radio, on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Alon Galloway. If you missed the first two hours, please go over to 560theanswer.com. Download the, click on the podcast, click on Black and Right. If you have Apple or that other, you know, machine that I don't say the name of. Android, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an Apple fan. Uh, Valon's still trying to catch up. He's a uh, Android Android fan. Uh, me and Tennille, May Jackson's sister, had an argument on the air when she came in about Apple and Android. Mm. Yeah, she continues to tell me I should have an Android. Sorry, Tennille. No. Um, right? No. <clears throat> no. Uh, you need to come to Apple. Uh, Apple, uh, iPhone, it's just a mini computer. Hey, I, I got to say... Let me tell you something. Normally, when I'm sitting here for the for three hours and my blood pressure rises like that, I feel a, there's a feeling you get when you have blood pressure. I don't know if you if you have it. Yeah, I do. I'm going to tell you that 120 life, <laughs> it works. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man. I, I have not felt anything at all today. Are they giving you a check? They, I, Are I'm, you getting I'm covered not, check? I'm not sponsoring. They're not sponsoring me or anything. But I'm telling you that their damn prof is sponsoring. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that stuff works. I, f- I, f- I literally feel it. Normally, by this time, yeah. I'm starting to be sluggish. Through. I'm like, whoa, I got a lot more energy after this third hour. Right. I'm starting out this third hour. 120 Life. I'm not getting paid anything from it. All right. And I'm telling you, I feel the difference. Well, I believe you. Know, so, Dan, I'm still in a couple more. <laughs> let's, let's clear Mike off the line, okay. then you can go into your, right. your skit. Ah, here it is. Mike from the North Side. Ten reasons. Oh, I am waiting to hear this, Mike. Ten reasons to reelect Governor Pritzker. I'll do them real quick. Yes, sir. Number ten, he he closed the churches. Those people drive too slow on Sunday mornings. Oh. <laughs> number nine, number nine, he closed the schools. Less people in the crosswalks when I'm running late. Number eight, he closed down the Illinois economy. People become dependent on the government after losing all those private sector jobs. <laughs> Number seven, he wasted $2 billion. He gave unemployment to people who neither deserved it, earned it, or paid into it. Number six, he emptied the state prisons. Now more convicted felons could turn their lives around or go out and commit more crimes. It's their choice, right? He's pro-choice. Oh. He doubled the... He doubled the state gasoline tax and raised 24 other taxes. Now we pay a tax on the tax. I still don't know why gas is so expensive in Illinois. He passed fake criminal justice reform. No more bail. Criminals now have more rights than their victims. Wow. Hmm. He chased chased Ken Griffin out of Illinois. We don't want the $900 million per year in state income tax. Griffin is company and his employees pay. And charities don't need the hundreds of millions of dollars that he donates. Yeah. Mm. 
he budgets billions of dollars every year to the Chicago public schools yeah. because they do such a great job not educating what little students they have left. But, hey, those Chicago Union teachers appreciate being able to work remotely from a beach in the Caribbean. And the number one reason to reelect Governor Pritzker, he kept the Illinois State Police off Chicago's expressways. We don't want the state police interfering with the drive-by shootings and the carjacking. Oh. And I'll even give you a bonus. Go ahead, the bonus. He needs the gig to... He, he needs the gig to get out of the house. If it weren't for his day job, he'd likely lead a sedentary lifestyle and get fat. This was in my letter to the editor of the paper along the lakefront. <laughs> you're oh, you're you tough, bum. man. <laughs> tough oh, act, you you're bum. a tough act to follow. <laughs> well, you know, he went to Washington like the governor of California did, but he couldn't walk around the White House. Oh. He got too winded getting out of the car and going up half a set of steps. Yeah. Well, you guys with the jokes about him and something else, I'll tell you that. Thanks so much for calling, Mike. Top 10 reasons with a bonus. Uh, sounds like top 10 reasons with a bonus not not to vote for J.P. Yeah, right. You know? All right, I look at you, man. I know. Go ahead. You're so ready to to, to, to do your skit. If it's the African skit, no. I'm kicking you out right no. now. I'm just telling you right now. I got something to get off my chest. Go ahead. And it's called My Conservative Perspective. Okay. We have a commander-in-chief who goes across seas and run down this great country and our Supreme Court. He and the Democrat Party just this past year let 2.5 million illegals come across our border. There was over 50 people who died in a trailer truck tragedy. Senators have went to the border and seen dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. And a 10-year-old girl was raped by an illegal and impregnated. I ask you again, what kind of a country do you want to live in? This November, we need to vote out every Democrat from top to bottom and put America back on the right track. And this is my conservative perspective. Oh, look at you. Look at you. You look you, you feel all important. I see it in your eyes, Rolan. I, I want to throw out one uh, one a month. One all a right, month. No problem. But I but I but I do wanna segue uh-huh. before I get your blood pressure up. Okay. I want to segue into this culture of murder that the Democrats put forward. Okay. Innocent people and police alike are being shot and killed because the Democrat Party run cities. Okay. People are brainwashed into thinking killing your kids is a good thing. 65 million murders later. The Democrats have created a culture of murder. And I want anybody to call in and tell me it's not true. I I doubt if I can get anybody to call in and say it's that true. It's not true. So, So explain. Explain what culture of murder is. The violence that's happening in the streets. How how did the Democrats themselves create that? The policies that they put forth in, what were in those the policies? major cities. Well, number one, these uh, no-cash bonds, mm-hmm. putting everybody on house arrest, and they're breaking the bands and still going out there carjacking. Well, well, t- t- no-cash bonds. You know, that's really normally just only a real Cook County issue. You know, other counties do bond you out, you know, in your own recognizance. 
In the Democrat yeah. cities where the progressive well, I, I uh, prosecutors are? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I think it's going on in a lot yeah. more cities than than Chicago, where, yeah. it's where the Democrat progressive prosecutors are. Yeah. You know? Because because you hear about the lawsuits where there, there's somebody who's, sh- who's suing Cook County because the person that shot was on electronic detention. Yeah, that's the, one of the uh, cases I'm talking yeah. about. What about this case in Evanston where... Uh, a man playing with his daughter, his seven-year-old daughter, was shot and killed. He's got shot eight times. And I think they were trying to get rid of a witness because they shot at his daughter as well. But she got away from the bullets and called her mother. Really? Yeah. Wait, just, when this, this happened? This just happened in Everston. I, uh, before I left work, it was on ABC News. They reported it. What the? Yeah. You, you, that, that, uh, was I talking about that on the show? This There was a time when you didn't go after the kids. If they were with the kids, you, you, you'd get them the next time. Yep. I mean, these these I'm telling you, these kids today, they have no chill. No, I mean, they. I mean, to your point, the culture of murder. They don't care today, yeah. and they will take out who who's. They don't care who's around. Seven year old kid. Man. Yeah, that's why I didn't care about. I'm not gonna say I didn't care about. That's why I had a problem with you know with Jalen Walker. Oh, anytime you shooting, anytime you shot after the shoot shoot after the cops, and I saw the road, I saw the video. There was a car that slowed down. What if that person was shot and hit yep. by that round? Oh, they, I didn't hear a round. I, I heard the round. They found the round where he shot it. But are we psychic? Because the UN, the United Nations, has opened the case into the Jalen Walker killing, and they're investigating the police so officers. So what are they, the, they going to do about it? I don't know, but they're, they're and an independent committee. Is is looking into the case? Come try and, it, and they're gonna they're gonna give the DOJ a report, and these cops may be charged federally, federally because police they, have no chance in this climate. If that happens, if our if our system of checks and balances allows that to happen, that the UN nothing I, I don't give a who about their report. Who cares? what the UN thinks about what's happening here in America because they're not caring about the many people that's being killed in Saudi Arabia. They're not caring about caring about the one child policy in China. You know, they aborting. What about them aborting these? If it's not a boy, they aborting the girls. What about that? But so miss me with the human rights violation. But it's not about them. It's about Merrick Gartland. If he steps in, and gets his guy, his underlings to charge. Didn't we save a bullet by not? I, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but I don't care. But didn't we? I mean, aren't you a, 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 a happy that he's not sitting on the Supreme yes. Court? Yes. Yes. Oh my God, Turtle! That's one good thing Turtle did do right, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> not put him on the board. Hey, Joseph, hold the line. We'll take your call when we get back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Try Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me. Because I fight. Don't try me. 
Please don't try me. I throw hands. Because I fight. Welcome back to Black and Right. Toby. Nuigwe. I, I know I just butchered that, but dude, go. To, that's another guy I listen to. I download all his music, man. He's 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 just just pe- these people don't quit. He's uh, Nigerian. Oh, okay. And uh, he's taking the rap game by storm because it's, it's it's about intellect. It's about you know really having a conversation about what's happening in our communities. Oh, okay. And that's what I love about him. But you know, I, I sometimes you got to remind people: try Jesus, don't try me. All right. Because well, I think sometimes, sometimes you know, I come across as you know meek and mild. Um, I know how to fight. Like I really, I like, I really know how to fight. So, um, yeah. Well, try this. That's a reminder. That that that's just me talking to somebody. Well, well, <laughs> well, try this. Charlie Kirk and Newsmax has a war going on with the Uvalde Police Department. They both have called them cowards. They botched it. They, Big oh, time. Okay. Listen, Okay. you know, I know a lot of people and then, you know, the guy, I saw the video. I, I did too. Okay. I did too. Um, I don't know how, because I was, I told you I was a school resource officer, so I would have been responding there too because I'm, oh, I probably would have been there if I was a school resource officer. And there's no way that I'm not b- b- getting in that door somehow. Right. Um, hearing that many rounds. Because, you know, they were saying that, you know, the student shooting has stopped. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. They were still shooting when the cops arrived. You heard the gunshots. Um, there's no way that I'm not breaking down that door, somehow getting in that door to take out that threat to save those kids' lives. I, you know? have, I have nothing to rebuttal or piggyback yeah. off of it nah. now. I told you, when, when, when I see cops do something wrong, but I mean, I, that's easy for me to do because I wasn't there. Right. It's easy for me to Monday 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 morning. The only reason why I brought it up is because before when we talked about it, you kind of like went off and said you cannot second guess and before all of the information. No, no, we were out. talking right. That's what I'm saying. You, right. Until you, uh, I, I just wish more people in our society would wait until all the facts are presented. Right. You know, still there's still not all the facts presented. So we, we there's still more. They're still investigating it. Okay, the investigation right. is not complete. Right. That vi- that I'm told that video was leaked. The yeah, parents, it was leaked. The parents were but upset. Ain't nothing you could do about it because it's them on right. tape. Right. And I saw it from 22 minutes in all the way to 77 minutes in. And it, it, yeah. there's no, you know, there's yeah. no going against that video. I, I bet you, I, any because I got a lot of police officers to listen to the show. I guarantee you every last one of these, the, the cops that are listening to the show would have broke, probably went through yeah. the door to but, try but to but save guess what? those kids. There's a lot of cops that listen to Charlie Kirk's show and they sent him hate mail They've been, t- they've been, yeah. they said he lost credibility. Yeah. And even though they've seen the video yeah. and they've seen the evidence, he still has, have been getting hate mail yeah, from I, police. I, I haven't heard, heard what Charlie said, so I can't. He, he called them cowards from the beginning. Yeah. I ain't going to call them cowards, though. I mean, they still ran into the fire. He, the way he and Newsmax said it was that if they would have went straight in, they would have at least saved oh, so, most of the lives. So they, news, probably only two or three people would have died instead, my point. instead of 21. But it goes back to my point become a cop then. Okay. Change the game. Okay. Sign up. Well, in other police news and law wait, enforcement. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, let's go to oh, okay, Joseph. Okay. Joseph's been waiting long. <laughs> Joseph from Lake Forest. Welcome to Black and Right. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And what I was told your uh, um, producer was that uh, the latest figure I heard was 66 million uh, children have been murdered in the womb. Wow. Another million. 
the first thing about that is is it's enshrined the very first right and enshrined in our founding documents is the right to life. Yeah. And all those they say the women should have the right to choose, a hundred percent of those women in the womb would want to come out. Yeah. 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 Well, Ronald Reagan said, I, I noticed that everybody that's for abortion are, are alive or, or, you know, we're given the opportunity <laughs> to be born. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and that, but that's reality of it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's true. That's real talk. You know, wow. you know, you're here. I got to use that. Yeah. That, right, right, that's not they mine. make it sound. They make it sound like you're giving a, a, you're giving a woman a right, but you're there. The people that started this were were uh, that Margaret Sanger. Yeah, she Eugenics. did it pers- predominantly to to uh, uh, aimed at African American children, right. and regardless of of uh, what ethnicity you are, it's not right to do that to anybody. Yeah. And once the government gets their foot in the door on anything, it just goes farther. In Canada, I heard this a couple of years ago that instead of giving the elderly people triple bypasses. They give them a pill and tell them to go home. <sighs> that's, and that's going to happen here too. Uh, well, we're, we're headed towards that they, culture of death, yeah. culture of murder. Culture of murder. Oh, so yeah. what you say? Well, thanks for speaking about it. All right. No problem. Thank you. I got one more thing to put on your brain. Oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, just real quick. I mean, he talked about Margaret Sanger. Remember, she said this. Well, I think the greatest oh. sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have... M- Diseased from their parents that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just marked when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can can commit. It is. Remember yeah. she said that? Yeah, you're right. You well, just want to get to your point. You're right. This is a very important point. In other laws... Lo- I don't what Mark is saying, who she was... You know, I had these conversations with black people, and, and some of them just are clueless. I just explained this know. to Phil yesterday, and he skipped right over it. Yeah. Don't, just I like told him, learn to your history, and you will understand like why abortion is a bad thing. Just like you try to do, because yeah, that's right. cop dudes. And other law enforcement knew uh-huh. two men was released from prison after 35 years of a frame-up yeah. by Officer Burge. Herrera. Oh, was that because he was given orders from Burge? Thirty-five years ago, I think Burge. I think Burge. I think the, it was it no. Was Burge was before that. Was this a Chicago cop? It was a Chicago yeah. cop. Yeah. yeah, but Herrera. No, he was he was trying to make cases. Yeah, yeah. Herrera, he's a Hispanic uh, police officer, and he set these two guys up, and these guys did thirty-five years in jail because people wanted to wait for all the facts to come out. So what, what do you say mean? about that? What does that mean? Explain that. Well, thirty-five. Because oh, I'll tell you why. Because thirty-five. Technology thirty five years ago, technology today. Did it have DNA thirty five years ago? They did have DNA, but 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 the, but but how they process it today uh-huh. is totally different from how they processed it thirty five. How years do you ago. tell? There a, were times. I mean, how, how do you tell a guy thirty five years? I'm after not saying what he did was right. Years. No, but no. After not about the police. After thirty five years, how do you settle with the person? You can't. And they have to salvage their life. You can't. They've lost thirty five years of their life, rotting in a jail for something they did not do. Listen, if if a cop does that, I don't I'm not familiar with the the internal workings of that case or or anything. Um but I I'll, I'll tell you this, I'll read it and then I'll give you my opinion about it. I am not I'm not familiar with the inter- I heard about, I, I saw the story come out, but I I I didn't uh read the, read up on the the full the the, the full of, as to what happened in that case. DNA has cleared them, but they have to Good. get the official exoneration. Good. 
But that, that's a good. That's, that's good news, man. Let me tell you. You take thirty five years away from me, man. I'm I'm going back. Uh, and that's just, I, and I ain't gonna say no more about it. I'm going back. You going back to jail? Yeah, because uh, I'm getting at that person that. I'm getting. I don't care how long it takes. Have take. you ever talked to people that have done long time in jails and, and for something they didn't do? I'm going back. I, I you know, and I say this this way. I I, I, I had the privilege when I was state rep to meet a lot of the people because and one of the things that's one of the reasons why I fought real hard for real and true criminal justice reform. I'm of the belief if somebody commit a crime, as long as it's not a crime against person, um, that we that should we there should be a mechanism in place that completely clears their record. Now, it should be it should be a, a a mechanism in place. Whereas if I did thirty five years, and the person that sent me there for thirty five years should do thirty five years. Other than that, yeah. guess what? I'm I already did well, thirty five years. Old now is, is the cop still alive? Yeah, he's in jail. I, yeah. I, he's in jail. He just went to jail. Yeah, but and he should be. And, but he if, should be if, if if what they're proclaiming is true. You he, know what I mean? I, I don't care. Just because you're telling me it's true, I don't yeah. believe it. Okay, I'm gonna read it for myself. Yeah, but if I did thirty five years and he don't do thirty five years. You. Guess what? I already did 35 years. Go, I'm going back. You can do the rest of I it. I can do the rest hey, of it. Shout out to that guy, though. I'm glad he's out. You know, um, dude, real true criminal justice reform. Um, I'm all for it. And I did it. And I got the receipts to show it how I, I really try to go after criminal justice reform um, because the system was the system was broken. You know, and we got to fix it. And I think a lot of it, which we don't want to touch, are the judges. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the making moves. I need some room. always cold. With Donut Song, Donut Song. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Uh, before we bring on our next guest, let me clear the phone lines. Let's go to Al. What's up, Al? What's going on at work today, as usual? Oh, making that money. Well, it is what it is. I wanted to call in about um, uh, a female. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Talk to Samantha? No. Uh, Black Excellence Radio. I I know um, that's P Ray. That's what you talking about. Uh, it's it's a new it's a program. I don't want to pl- plug anybody's program. Uh, take but I want the sister is awesome, and I really wanted you to speak to her. I, I, uh, if, if you're talking about P Ray on w, if you're talking about P Ray on WV, I know her. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, AKA. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Okay. She just filled in okay, all yeah, week. She just filled in all week. Yeah, yeah, she stood. It was awesome it's yeah. nice to hear hear sister talk like that and stuff. And I wanted just to call in. Uh, a number two point. Um, you know, I, I, I speak a lot sometimes, but I, I, you know, I was one of the first. I feel as though I was one of the first victims of this war on crime. Uh, that crime bill passed by Joe Biden. Yeah. In '94, I ended up getting locked up for seven years, coming right out of college. Yeah. On the first time of and when you go in there and you see the people sitting around doing them, that's, that's when I really got an appetite for about, about what was happening in this country, watching just people sit and do nothing for yeah. 10 to 20 years. Yeah. And it was it was very sad. So, you know, this, you know, I warned I, I warned people about Biden and yeah. I want a Biden bash. But, uh, you know, that 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 program uh, created this culture of, of death. And, and 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 hopelessness. Yeah. 
like uh, corralling all those people into those institutions yeah. like that. I was one of the lucky people that was able to put my life back together and get back on the horse uh, with my family. And I've been married 20 years. My son goes to Northridge Prep. I might have told you that yeah. once. He's in his, yeah. He'll be a junior this year. We, yeah. You know, we host the international students and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, but it's only a few and far in between. And I keep my ear to the street yeah. about people who really put it all back together in the sand. And yeah. Al, I just want to say I feel sorry for what you went through, but it's a bitter and sweet moment, and then you one of the people that I was just talking about. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, brother, for calling in. Um, you know, I'm sorry. We got to kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil, you got to hold on. <laughs> we we got we got guests in the house, Phil, and I don't want to you know in, be rude to our guests. Um, Villan, as you know, as you know, um. Uh, Sex trafficking, human trafficking is a huge issue, especially here in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to butcher the last name. I'm going to let, um, I will not do it. I just simply cannot do it. <laughs> because if I, I think I butchered it last time she was on the show. She was on the show a, a year ago because they have a gala that's coming up. And I, I'm going to get into that. But um, she brought her sidekick in, Carissa, as well. Um, Sam and Carissa, welcome back from Rahab. You guys are from Rahab's daughter. You do. You guys do a wonderful job. Uh, in, in, in combating and trying to limit uh, the scourge that's human and sex trafficking, labor trafficking. I mean, there's so tons of trafficking issues. Um, Sam, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's really good to be here. Yeah. Love the studio. Um, what's been the, um, from the time that we talked last year at the gala, has human trafficking stopped? <laughs> has it been limited because because as i look at what's happening and and i think what what some people don't really understand what's happening with an open border is that it drives that even more so when when you have an open border and these sex traffickers are able to come and go as they choose yeah i mean unfortunately here in illinois we have you know uh, definitely a problem with um people being brought in from other places. In fact, we have a survivor in our program right now who was brought over to be a mail-order bride here to Illinois in the suburbs, and she um, you know, came over thinking she was going to be an au pair and ended oh. up without any of her documents. She was forced to work all day and all night with a six-year-old child, and it was a very sad situation because his mother died of COVID and his father didn't know what to do. Yeah. So he was trying to find someone that would take care of his son um and unfortunately uh he ended up trafficking her for 40 days and trying to force her into marriage and she um is an industrial engineer so like you know it's not the demographic that people think about but she was brought over from brazil and she ended up calling her embassy who called us and obviously we were able to get her out with the help of law enforcement and and we're working through um, you know, getting her her visas and stuff to be able to stay and continue. And she's wanting to be a data scientist. So we've been training her on our data science technologies and stuff. And she's, you know, helping while we wow. work through these things. But there's a, obviously a lot of trauma from something yeah. like that. And that's definitely, you know, a difficulty um, in this. And, and the gentleman um, who brought her over is not actually a u.s citizen either so you know there's definitely some challenges with these things there's certainly things that are related to it but 
And Sam, when we come back from the break, I want to go into more of that because I'm, I mean, there, I'm sure there's hundreds of stories of, of an individual like this. And we also want to talk about your gala that's coming up mm-hmm. and get people to, to sponsor and buy tickets. Absolutely. <laughs> you Absolutely. listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back, Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Mr. Red Velvet himself, the troublemaker. Before the break, we were talking to Sam from Rehab's daughter. Sam, say your last name. Vijay Kumar. Yeah, see, you guys know I would (laughs) butcher that. I'm not going to do it. No, I but Sam, you, you you have personal reasons as to why you started Rahab's daughter, and I I know last time I had you on last year, right before the gala, you talked about it, but it was it wasn't you know enough for me, okay? Because um, it's a very interesting story, and you know you you hate to hear that side of what happens you know to people, but your story has been a gift to so many men and women. So why don't you tell it? How did, what made you, what motivated you to start Rahab's Daughter? Yeah, I um, became a sex trafficking victim when I was 16. I um, was bullied mercilessly in school, and I tried to commit suicide. And God had a different plan for me because while I drank every pill in the house from Valium to whatever, by the box, um, I didn't know at the time, but I had a liver issue that didn't allow me to process medication, so I just started throwing it all up. Oh. And, you know, we can honestly see the hand of God's intervention in that because I should be dead many times over. But um, I was lucky enough to not be, but was like, good Lord, I can't even kill myself, right? So I really just need a new situation. So I climbed out of my second story window and um, literally ran away. And I thought, well, let me try to get a job. So I got a job in what I thought was a nightclub. At the end of the first night, um, they said that there was something wrong with the take on the till, and would I come upstairs to figure it out? And I went upstairs. I got locked in a room, and I was forcefully raped many, many times for (sighs) nine months straight till one of my customers realized that I didn't actually want to be here, Mm -hmm. and he helped me to escape. Wow. God bless him. But mm. with his best intentions, Uh-oh. I was so broken that I didn't have any ability to figure out how to do anything else or oh. how to be. I mean, my spirit was broken. I thought I had no value and I allowed myself to be trafficked a few more times. So the next time was labor trafficking. I went and I got a job selling encyclopedias door to door. So this should tell you how old I am, but we're not (laughs) going to talk about that. Um, And they didn't pay us and we would be moved around every day to a different community where we would try to sell encyclopedias door to door. They fed us and they housed us, but that was it, right? We just got, we just got moved around the country every single day to a different location. Um, And obviously I, um, was able to get out of that because I got arrested. Yeah. And, um, you know, the still only 17, so they called my parents and they tried to intervene, but my parents couldn't figure out what to do with me because I was so broken. Um, and that's the challenge Ooh. with human trafficking victims, right? So 
I ended up trafficked two more times uh, here in Chicago and in Florida. And, um, you know, I ended up with multiple arrest records for prostitution. Yeah. And the problem is that nobody recognized what had happened. Yeah. And so now I'm an adult and I'm getting arrested. But nobody's thinking about how did I end up here. Yeah. They're just throwing me in jail. And, my, you know, people are bailing me out and they're throwing me in jail. I actually voted for a bill <laughs> when I was in the state house to remove those um, arrests from the records of people who I were mean, forced it into it. is a huge problem it because is. that criminal record um, stays with you forever mm-hmm. and it still impacts my yeah. life, yeah. right? And so when people look at me, they're like, oh, criminal. But 20-plus right. years have passed, yeah. for, you know, and... Did you ever expunge them? No. Um, I oh, have let's a federal, work on that. yeah, I'll have to talk about that <laughs> yeah. separately, but, um, yes. So it, it is, you know, obviously it impacted my life. And in that I was very lucky that when I finally got out, it was my church actually that they hid me, like mm-hmm. they passed me from family to family cause I couldn't have anything in my name. I had been beaten within an inch of my life. I was unrecognizable. My cheekbones were shattered and an eye hanging out. Like it was awful. How many Sam's are out there right now? Too many. Yeah. Too many, and that's the challenge. Right? How do we? How do we? How do we fix this? How do? How do we? I, I don't want to say. I mean, again, is fixing a good word? How do we stop this? So stopping the demand will stop the supply, folks. Right. So the first thing is to educate people that buying humans is not okay, and allowing. You know, there are people out there that believe it's a rite of passage yeah. for your sons and daughters to experience their first. You know. Um, encounter with someone purchased and that's not okay it's not okay to be bored at home and decide to satisfy your needs in this way and this is the problem if we could work on talking about the supply and actually getting men and women unfortunately to take the pledge that says that they're not going to do this and then be accountable to each other that's a problem all in of itself right because if we can actually just hold each other accountable that's the first thing but certainly we have to also consider that there are a lot of people who need rehabilitation and reintegration and that's the other side right and that's and that's what Agela is about it's about raising the funds and educating the public about what we're doing so that we can provide this and we started Ray of Daughters because I came back from Europe where I had been working on stopping child trafficking. And there was just no beds. We had 18 beds in the state of Illinois. When we come back, let's talk more about this gala because we, we, we need to pack that room out. We need to raise as much money as possible so that, you know, you can continue to educate the masses about what's really happening in our country. Um, I know the Trump administration was huge, and I, and I know you, not, you can't talk politics, but I won't take it there. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. I want to get right into this because this is um, a very, 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 very close topic for me when i was in the general assembly i was actually trying to sign up for the the committee that they were forming to deal with human trafficking sex trafficking um sam you're the ceo of rahab's daughter uh you you just made a comment during the break i wanted to hear that i wanted i wanted people to hear that because i think it's very important what was that comment yeah so i mean 
statistics in human trafficking are very hard to come by, right? So I can only tell you from my personal experience. But in the five years that I was trafficked, the number one way I saw survivors exit was by being killed by the trafficker or one of their clients that we call Johns. And for boys, it was suicide because after they were forced to do things against their will and against their preferences, they just couldn't handle the shame Mm -hmm. and the guilt. And I know, I mean, Chrissy, you've been moved by this for a long time, too. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with us. Um, Well, I'm the community engagement manager for Rahab's Daughters Mm -hmm. um, in a volunteer capacity. And um, I had the calling on my life from God to to get involved in this um, and denied that calling for a long time. And then um, when the calling got loud enough and I answered it, I started doing research and... um, that led me to Rahab's daughters and to Sam and her husband, Donardo. And um, I was able to um, partner my church with Rahab's daughters and get involved in a lot of their volunteer opportunities. So um, special events like the Pawathon and the gala. And uh, just recently we did a law enforcement awareness training yeah. out at Judson University. So Scaramucci come with that. Yeah, yeah. he's a good trainer. Yeah. yeah, I love him. So that was. So that's tell us what you have specially planned for the gala this year. What do I have specially planned? Well, oh, so what does the gala have <laughs> planned? Right? So we are so. M- our MC is going to be uh, Jewel Hillary from mm-hmm. WGN, and um, let's see, we're going to have a panel of special guests that the um, guests um, people will hear from. And we're going to have a dance instructor because, <laughs> well, yeah. we want to, you know, human trafficking is such a dark and heavy it issue. Is. Um, but we have a community of people yeah. and we want to have fun at these events while they're informative. Yeah. So when, um, when is it? When is it? And where so is it at? And where can people get tickets? It's August 20th at uh, Renaissance Schomburg Convention Center and people can get tickets online um, through Eventbrite. We just set something up and then also on our website. Are you looking for sponsors of, for the event? Yes, we are still looking for sponsors and uh, people, if they can purchase VIP tickets, that'll help out. Um, but they're regular ticket sales. And um, and it's hybrid this year? As, yes, so, so there's a virtual, virtual option as well that they can um, purchase tickets if they mm-hmm. don't feel like comfortable yeah. coming in person. But we definitely, definitely need some more sponsors to step up. Yeah. Chris or Sam, whoever wants to take this, um, you got 45 seconds left. Um, talk to people who, who may find themselves in that situation and don't know how to get out. How, how can you help them? We have a 24-7 hotline. It's one eight three three four new day And if you just remember that number at the point that you feel safe enough, please call us or text us. We can handle your intake both ways. And we are here 24-7 to help you. If you know somebody, please pass on that number, one eight three three four new day And it's toll-free. You don't need minutes on your phone. You can... Contact us, um, you can text us, and someone is standing by to assist you in whatever way we can help best. And give the website again? www.rahabsdaughters.org, and you can fill out a contact us form there too. Well, Sam, Carissa, thanks so much for joining us today, and let's hope um, that this year's event is completely sold out. You're going to be there, right? I will be there. Okay, great. Uh, Mar- is, is Mark coming? Mark <laughs> I have no idea. As long as you're there. Mark, you better show up. Better show up. I'll give Valana out there to show up, too. Awesome. Everybody, the more awesome. the merrier. Valana, buy a VIP ticket. Yes, I will. Yes, you will. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks again. 
Uh, Pistol yes. Pete, thank you. I want to thank Mark Kern for joining the show today. Falan, as always, thank you. Uh, Pat Durante, thank you. We'll see you next week, guys. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.